Time for another team profile and projection. And today we are doing the Baltimore Orioles. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. We got Trevor here. We got BBD. We got 20 minutes on the clock. And we've got Orioles baseball coming your way. Jake, can you tell us what this team did in the offseason? If you got some O's in your Zappatoes, they lost our friend Alex Cobb. He goes to the Angels, which solved all their decades worth of pitching problems. Jose Iglesias also goes to the Angels. He, uh, you know, known as a defensive shortstop extraordinary, actually hit really well last year. He ended up DHing a lot for them. Handsome Hanser Alberto, a friend of the podcast, uh, mashing those lefties, struggling versus righties. He's out of town. And Reynado Nunez, still currently a free agent. I like because the what they added are direct replacements for basically what we're just talking about. Freddie Galvis, he'll be coming in to play some shortstop. The AL East is familiar with him. Uh, Jemai Jones, I think he might be a year or two away, but he's the prospect they got in the Cobb trade. And then Yalmer Sand the slick field and second baseman, he should jump in there for handsome Hanser. So uh, not a ton of movement on the Baltimore front as they let their young guys develop. Trev, tell me about this Baltimore lineup. We're going to say this every time. This is not a set lineup. This is the projected lineup so far. We'll start with the catcher position. Pedro Severino mm. holding it down at the backstop position. But one of the top overall prospects in baseball is coming. Adley Rushman mm. coming soon for the Orioles. They should be excited about that, just like they were with Weeders mm. back in the day. Show me your Weeders. First base, uh, comeback player of the year candidate, all-around stud. He said, F you to cancer, Trey Mancini. We man, man in the first base bag over there for them. Yomer Sanchez, as you mentioned, at second base. Freddie Galvis, another new guy, will be the shortstop for them. Rio Ruiz at third base. And then the outfield, we got Ryan Mountcastle. Center field, Cedric Mullins. Right field, Anthony Santander. Then, of course, at DH. Of course, at DH, Chris Davis. Mm. But there's some prospects on the way. Again, this isn't set up, but that's the projected line. Jim, what about that rotation? John Means. We were very excited yeah. about John Means. He had a little bit of a down year last year in some ways, uh, better in other ways. John Means, lefty, devastating changeup. He'll be highlighting the rotation. After that, you got a bunch of fun names that I may pronounce wrong. Dean Kramer, Keegan Aiken, mm. who is a golfer playing baseball. Jorge Lopez, Bruce Zimmerman, Wade LeBlanc, Ashton Goodoo. I mean, it says top relievers here, but it's like Cesar Valdez, Tanner Scott, Hunter Harvey, and Cole Sulser. They got a ton of good names over there. Yeah. Interesting, good or bad. Yeah, this this Orioles team, when you read out the names, I think Orioles fans might be getting excited because they have some prospects coming up. Um, you know, Jemai, uh, what's his name? Jemai Jones has been lighting up AAA. Huge. Then they also have, uh, like you got Mountcastle came up last year. Trey Mancini's making his return. That's really fun. Um, but I don't know. I don't know much. Chance Cisco, I don't know if we talked about him. Ooh. We like to say this at the start of most shows. I think we forgot in the last one. You know more about your team than we do. So, Orioles fans, if you're in the weeds, if you got storylines that we don't know about, we'd love for you to share them. 
because I, I'm a, I'm a little bit at a loss at like what are O's fans excited about or what storylines are they following? Do we think that this O's team ceiling is fourth place in the division? Hmm. Orioles, Rays, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays. The only reason I say that because if the Red Sox, when the Red Sox are bad, they're they're very bad. So if the Red Sox do go, but I think the Red Sox surely are better than the Orioles. I'm just saying when the Red Sox lose, they lose hard. I don't know even. I don't know if I could tell you that this Orioles ceiling is fourth place. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, you can you can start doing the if everything goes right game, but even even that gets really tough. I still think it's eyes eyes on the future. I feel bad about I feel bad for them a little bit. I mean, with what the Blue Jays are doing now, um the Rays are kind of the Rays machine. Uh, and we're talking about the Red Sox kind of in a rebuild, and we're wondering if the Orioles can even compete with them. You've got eyes on the young guys on this team. Austin Hayes, 25 years old. He's supposed to be able to hit. Interesting to see. Right now they've got him penciled in center field. Interesting to see if he can stick there. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle came up, and that dude looks like he's going to be a problem. And then, uh, I mean, the guy that everyone has circled is Adley Rushman. Uh, So we'll see if he ends up getting the call later this year. Uh, But you've got some young guys you can get behind. And I even like the fact that they have MLB guys that are going to be supporting them. I mean, Yolmer Sanchez at second base, Freddie Galvis, um, Trey Mancini, almost pencil him in for comeback of the year. I mean, talk about a professional hitter. But, yeah, I mean, talent-wise... You know, they're waiting for that Chris Davis contract to come off the books. The pitching just isn't there. You hope means Aiken and Kramer. Uh, You can be more excited about them going into next year, I think, is the goal. But, yeah, I mean, especially in the AL East, this this team is years away. Definitely, I mean, your ceiling is fourth in the division, I would say that's 100% accurate. And they are a few years away. They do have some exciting prospects. So, like, you know, if you're an Orioles fan, like, you've been suffering for how many years now? Quite some time. Well, so, 16 you know, was really fun. They it's had It's not as bad as you'd think. Those Showalter years were good. Yeah. They had, no, they did. They made the playoffs. Delman Young with some big hits. Our mm. guy. I mean, look, they had, they, they put together a good roster, but I mean, it's been three, four years since they've been able to be happy at the ballpark. <laughs> but some of the guys coming up are really good, man. I mean, Adley Rushman, they're talking about this guy being coming up and being like an MVP type candidate. Keith Law, who hates on everybody, is loving this guy. So I'm excited to see him. I do own some of his baseball cards. So huge. You know, I'm gonna put that out there. Disclaimer. I might be pumping him up a little bit here. But I don't know, man. Like, look, when teams rebuild like they did, eventually you're gonna be able to get excited about some prospects and then they get to the big leagues and you have to find out what you got. So I think this is gonna be a big year for the Orioles, the Orioles fans to see, like, has our front office led us in the right direction? You'll see that they have their system, I believe, is ranked seventh by Baseball America. But, yeah, it's always tough when you are when you look at the, the lineup and then you, you're you more excited about the, 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 the prospect ranking. How about this? They have nobody under contract for the 2023 season. And the only guy they have on contract for next year is Chris Davis. And that's a nice ballpark down in Baltimore. I think even during their bad oh, seasons, they, they bring in some people. So, hey, uh, 
you know, once that Chris Davis contract is off the books, $23 million per year for basically a negative player, uh, hopefully they can turn that into a positive player or two. Uh, I, I think the interesting thing in this Trey Mancini story is funny, and Jimmy, we've had a few laughs whenever we talked about it because Trey Mancini was looked at as, like, the veteran leader, and it's like, oh. Been there for three years. He's two years of MLB baseball, and now uh, where he is, where he's at now. I wonder if he comes back and looks like Trey Mancini. Would he would be kind of the final piece that it was like this team is is going to be moving on? Um, I think it would be very nice of them to trade him. Yeah, I mean he's he's in arbitration. He's got a year left too, so it'd be, they could get a decent haul if he plays up to Trey Mancini level baseball. And I I think that's uh you know not not to get away too far from the season because we'll talk about it a little bit Orioles fans, but I feel like if I'm the Orioles front office and we talk about you know when the Padres kicked into gear and they had all this money to spend because they told their owner a plan, I'm guessing the people that are running the Orioles are saying 2023, like watch out. And that's not that exciting. No. I, I will say, Trev, do you have anything? I'm kind of jumping way ahead of ourselves. I, I really don't have anything on the Orioles. They're 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 in a tough spot. They're get they're playing in the AL East. The the interleague games are gonna be against the NL East teams. They're they're not gonna get, you know, many games. How do they play the Pirates seven games? Like they're not gonna get many games where on schedule, on paper. It's like, here's an easy win because not even like they don't even have any starters that you're like, well, you know, you know, at least we got this guy in the bump. He's always good to give us a win. Some teams have that guy, you know, like I don't don't know how many games they're winning on paper before the I I don't I don't have much to add. I will say this. Taryn Varvra. okay, he's one of their higher prospects, Mm. Uh, not not the Adley Rushman hype or anything like that, but. I've known his dad forever. Former minor league roving coordinator, bench coach, hitting coach for the Twins. Taryn, I have seen since he was a little kid, man. And he had a brother that played pro ball as well. Just a gamer. Been around the game forever. Went to University of Minnesota. So, like, if you want to root for one of these guys, root for this guy because he is just an incredible person. And he's a pretty good player. Like I said, he's learned from everybody. He's been around the clubhouse, in the batting cage, just a little baseball rat. We love mm. baseball rats on this show. And that's what he is. So I'll just add that in, just a little bias from uh, T. Ploof here. You know, cheer on Taryn Varvo when he comes up. Huge. And I, I think the other watchability scale is something that we're kind of touching on this. The Orioles can hit. They've been able to hit for the past couple years. They were seventh in batting average last year. Like seventh across... 30 major league teams. I know the world doesn't run on batting average anymore, but the Orioles aren't a bad watch, man. They just they don't have the high-end talent and they really don't have the pitching. Who who was the guy hitting all the homers? Was it Santander? Santander. 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 Yeah, he we picked him quite a bit in the homer draft. He was going off. He got hot when DJ Stewart finally figured it out. Um um Nunez was hitting a lot of home runs last year as well. They got Freddie Galvis, yes, Yomer Sanchez. He won the Gold Glove what last year, two years ago. I think two years ago. I mean, Trev, you would have hit thirty out a year if you if you were playing at Camden. Are you kidding me? I loved hitting at Camden. My goodness, especially during the day. It's a joke. I'll give the Orioles some love since we went here. We go. Their 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 lineup was great last year. Shortened season. uh, You know, you got to take everything into account. But their worst offensive. 
batter, their worst offensive hitter of qualified, like had enough plate appearances to qualify, had a 91 OPS plus. That's only 9% below league average. They had six guys above league average hitting. I mean, Jose Iglesias, Mountcastle, Santander, uh, Nunez, Pat Valleca, Chance Cisco were all above average offensive players according to OPS plus. And they got someone, but the the pitching really. I mean, if Means regresses again, if Keegan Aiken and what's it, Dean Kramer, Kramer, he looked pretty good. But I know, you know but you just got to see it. And and what does pretty good mean? Does yeah. that mean you're an MLB? And how are they handling them? Are these guys going? Team. Are they going to give these guys games, or are they going to get five and fly, and then it's bullpen slop, and no one cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, they give up a lot of home runs. The Orioles. So what? What's Max's fun stat here? Before I do did, we the forget over- King Felix. Did you guys mention him, or was I spaced out? No, King Felix yeah. joined on, and that that is going to be a lot of fun. He looked pretty good at Braves camp, and we thought he was going to break camp with the Atlanta Braves, who are you know one of the better teams in baseball. So yeah, I think that'll be fun to watch. King Felix still twirling it. Would love. Would love if he has a nice little twilight part of his career where he just starts throwing gross funk at the plate. Um, and he, I say it a lot, but anytime there's a guy that's been at the p- pinnacle of this sport and they just keep playing to play, <laughs> uh, I'm all about that. So hopefully he throws gross stuff and then they trade him to a contender as well. Good hope. Good hope. Max's fun stat. Dean Kramer and outfielder Usnel Usnel Diaz, mm, come on, were, were two major pieces of the return for Manny Machado. Kramer tenth overall debuted last season, and Diaz eighth overall. They could debut at some point this season. Kramer's debut last season made him the first Israeli citizen in MLB history. Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty cool. So the Pakoda projection, which mm. we're using as our over under for now, because the official Vegas hasn't put him out yet. Has them finishing at 66 and 96. I like going on Reddit, finding the Orioles um, forums, and seeing mm. what the zeitgeist of the fandom is saying. Their reaction to this Pakota projection of finishing 66 and 97, the most upvoted comment is if we win 66 games in the AL East and still get a top three pick, I'd be very satisfied. Mm. Honestly, not terrible. Yeah. Maybe we can break 70 depending on Kramer, Means, and Aiken. Less than 100 losses is fine with me. That's not 100 losses. 66 seems high. So that's where (laughs) Orioles fans are at. Yeah. And because of that, I'll take the under. Mm. (laughs) If if Orioles fans are reading that and saying, oh, shit, hell yeah, I'll, I'll take the under. Did we go over this? Who, who's their interleague team this year? Who are those? NL East. It's easy. The East yeah. plays the East. West plays the West. Oh, Central. Central. That that makes it easier. That's what I was yeah. saying. They don't. They don't have. They're playing a lot of good teams, constantly. Yeah. Because there's only like five teams that are at their level. I'll take the under, but again, I don't. I don't think that they're going to be that far under. It's a lot of losses. I mean, I. That's <sighs> tough. Just because you sold me right there. I was going to say over, Jim, and then you said you went on Reddit and listened to all their fan base. So screw it. You know These what? are I'll people just, that like I'm the Orioles. Just over. These are people that like the Orioles so much. They spend their time interacting and talking about them, and 
those you would think that would be an optimistic know the weeds. No, you also you have to think about what they're going through. I mean, and they are in a heavy rebuild. So the people that want to talk about it are the people that are drinking that Kool Aid. Um, I think it's an under. I I just they what, play a lot of good teams. What are your horses, man? I mean, you you lost Alex Cobb. Um, Iglesias was so good for them last year, like incredibly good for them. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be the same story. I think they will hit a lot. I really like Mount Castle, man. He he looks like he has a chance to be a special hitter, but there's there's just no pitching. And you know, I, when we're talking about the Red Sox in their worst case, the Red Sox best case is Chris Sale comes back and they're fighting for a wild card. And with the Blue Jays and Tampa and the Yanks and the whole NL, like it. It just it just doesn't add up, like even even the Marlins who we kind of liked and now have gotten shoved to the bottom of the NL East again. Like the Marlins, I think dominate. Like if we compared those rosters paper on paper, we would lean heavy Marlins over the Orioles and they got some arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm taking the under. Jake's taking the under. Trev, I'm going slightly over. 67 I just think wins. It's really hard to lose that many games. It's really hard. So I'll just, I'm just, I want to throw some positivity out in the world today. I'm, I'm going over. I'll say they win 68 games. Huge. Huge. Love it. Thank you guys very much for listening. We appreciate you. We will be back tomorrow with either a full episode or another TPP. Appreciate you every day. Go share this with all your Orioles friends that you know or anyone that likes baseball. Appreciate it. bowling pen.